Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. October 7th, 2020. Coffee derivatives. The battle that saved Christianity. Scoring a lot of points. The far side of the moon, and all the cats. This, is, awesome, today. Awesome Today, is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Better now that you've had a little coffee? Much better with the assistance of some hot caffeine. Good. I'm glad. You were afraid I was going to say something else. I didn't you? know what was coming out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've had some coffee. We're yeah. electrified. Yes. We're ready to take on the awesome. With, indeed, with both boots. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we're ready because it is October the 7th of 2020, the year of our Lord. Hey, you know what? It's my mom's birthday. Is it really? It is. I would never have known that. Yep. So October birthdays are something special. Um, they coincide, although we're, we're moving a few days past the magic mark. A uh, little, little bit, a few days earlier in the month coincides with the New Year's Eve impregnation. What? A New Year's Eve impregnation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is what a deal I read today was talking about. Okay. Now, it was it was a few days late. Okay. And I know that a pregnancy runs nine months and that the math doesn't seem to work right there. Yeah. But that's what the article said. And damn it, if it says it on the internet, you know it's true. I have a lot of question marks about that. Well, ask Al Gore. I, I shall Google it later. Um, would you like to know? I have, of course realize that this is a mathematical impossibility <laughs> unless you live in the land of 10-month gestational periods. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that they were very adamant in this article. Yeah. 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 All right. Check that out. Follow that trail where it leads me. Um, did you know that today is a happy National Frappe Day? Is it Frappe? Frappe? You, you're the coffee 
person. You're the one that's off over there frapping. I don't know. <laughs> don't I've, get filthy. You're the filthy one. I've never, I've never filthied. <laughs> Ever. I do not, you guys, I used to be a barista once upon a time. We, at Starbucks, it's not a, there's not a frappe kind of place. You've got oh, really? frappuccino. Well, Which is the Starbucks branding. That's the American bastardized version of a frappe. Well, we're about to find out because in 1957 at the International Fair in Thessalonica, Greece. By the way, you asked me a question. Oh. And you didn't wait for an answer. I did not. That I just want to point that out. It was rude of me. Do you know that it is happy? used to being bullied and walked all over and mistreated. <laughs> Do you know that it's Happy National Frappe Day? I actually do, because I'm the one that looked it up. <laughs> he wrote these notes. <laughs> okay, 57. Thessalonica, Greece. Dimitris Vacandios. 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 That sounds right. Who uh, was working the fair as a rep for Nestle while on his break. Could not find hot water to make himself his standard instant coffee, which I don't need to push pause for a minute. Did you know that outside of the borders of the United States, most of the world drinks, likes, and prefers instant coffee? It's it's true. And Nestle appreciates that. Yes, because they have Nescafe. Yeah, they are the the global leader. They've got instant coffee by the sensitive parts, firmly yes. grasped. When I was in Lebanon, that the Nescafe was abundant, you could say. People love that. Well, so here it is even in 1957. He was looking for some ice water, right? No, he couldn't find hot water. I yes. just I ruined the story. You're ruining it. He loved the hot Nescafe. <laughs> what in a hot coffee. Couldn't find that hot water for his Nescafe. Uh, so he had to improvise using cold water and ice. Yes. This is how the story comes together. So the result was the first ever frappe. It has become the most popular coffee beverage in Greece and Cyprus. And it's also considered the national coffee drink of Greece. Officially. Officially. Not just considered. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's the literal national. Literally. They will kill our scissor tail flycatcher, the state bird of Oklahoma, if you mess with yeah. their national coffee drink. Don't do it. I love that Greece is so close to Italy. Italy, of course, being known for like their cappuccinos right. and those types right. of things. And Greece is over here like, we've got the frappe. So. We have the trailer park of coffees. <laughs> they own it. They lean into it. Mm -hmm. Now, Americans, as Americans are, unfortunately, want to do fixed yes heavy, heavy air quotes heavy air quotes fixed his creation by using milk cream or even guess what ice cream yeah hey could you take just a standard drink and help turn me into a real lardo add some ice cream two scoops please just a little bit of the nescafe <laughs> I mainly want the ice cream. I mainly want the ice cream. Um, now, Greeks will be quick to tell you, Americans, stop it. Cease and desist. Yes. That is not a real Greek frappe. So, however you choose to drink your frappe, join in the celebration. Enjoy a frappe today. Hey, and be bold. Step outside the idiotic boundaries of America. Yeah. And have an authentic one. Go down to your local grocer. They yeah. probably have Nescafe there. Yeah. And fix up one couldn't be easier. Nescafe and ice water. Well, done and done. A similar part of the world, 1571, 
is the battle that saved Europe. You don't say. And... I didn't know the battle ever did save Europe. One might even say, and probably should say, the battle that saved Christianity. Indeed. What is this magic thing of which I speak? I know you're about to tell us about it, but I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you that I was over 40 years old. And mm -hmm. I'm not a not completely literate person. I have some schooling. Yeah. I had never heard of the Battle of Lepanto until a few oh, years so ago. Oh, so you're going to announce the name of the battle. But I thought you already oh, said it. No, he didn't. I'm going to... I ruined the good surprise. I'm gonna, I ruined the frappe. <laughs> I ruined the good surprise. I am going to see myself I'm out. I'm going to change the name of it now to the Battle of Frappe. <laughs> the Battle of Lepanto. Um... It is considered by many to be the most important naval engagement in human history. It did save Christianity. Uh, if you go back, so this was 1571, but if you go back to the year 622, uh, Muhammad had set out to conquer the Christian world for Allah. And within a hundred years of that time, every Christian capital in the Middle East had been pillaged. And of course, they didn't stop there. Uh, that wasn't the goal. And so across the centuries, by the time we hit the mid-1550s, they were deeply into executing the plan to conquer the whole northern shore of the Mediterranean with plans then to hit Italy and to finish with the entirety of Europe. And by all looks at things, by all logical assumption, they were going to be successful with this, which would have absolutely been the end of Christianity. Um, now, and I just lost my place in the notes, and I'm not so good that I have all this memorized exactly. Um, they were terribly vicious. Uh, they would approach by ship, and then they would offload hundreds of soldiers that would sweep through villages. All of the healthy men would be captured and then ultimately enslaved, often on the ships, in the galley of the ships. Uh, all of the women and children were then shipped off into sex trade, and the elderly were gathered together quite often in the village church and then beheaded and frequently mutilated. Just brutal. Over the course, <laughs> this going on over the course of three centuries, the death toll reached well into the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Uh, so Pope Pius V arranged a coalition of Catholic Christian states, understanding uh, we are post Reformation or revolt, whatever you feel more comfortable referring to that as. Uh, so a little bit of this is depleted, and it's only it's only Catholic Christian states that are bothering to band together, but even that response is pretty weak. I can only guess they're just beat down and beleaguered from the Crusades, the holy wars that have been going on, which were for the same cause. Mm -hmm. Pilgrimage was a huge huge thing in the life, in the spiritual life of people. Mm -hmm. And for centuries, trying to do so, taking a pilgrimage to the Holy Land meant being harassed by Muslims who had that area of, of the continent under their control. Um, so anyway, this, this small, relatively speaking, uh, coalition, uh, naval ships, they do end up squaring off. Uh, the battle lasts Roughly five hours. Um, there's so many fascinating details. I won't go into all of them, but though they were just vastly outnumbered, uh, the the Holy League did deliver a staggering defeat 
they destroyed 170 Muslim ships, which was nearly the entirety of their navy, along with uh, the, the killing or capturing of 33,000 men, which was effectively a generation of experienced sailors and fighters from which the, the, Muslim, they, the Muslim nation never recovered their military force. Um, fantastic additional history around this involving the rosary, involving an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and you should absolutely read about this and check it out. If you're a Catholic and you don't know about this, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you are a Protestant and you're not aware of this, don't be all Catholic creepy about it. Go look into it. There's still Christians that saved Christianity. I welcome you to be Catholic creepy. I like it. Well. <laughs> Being Catholic creepy is what landed us into the Catholic church. To a degree. To a degree. We're going to have to talk about that one of these days. I know we've had, we have uh, mounting requests yeah. for us to... To cover that here on Awesome Today, I do, speaking of Catholic, though, I do want to point out October 7th, also the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. Yes, so. and I would because, connected to because this. of yes. this. Okay. Yeah, that's why it was picked. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's pretty amazing. You really ought to go read it. It is a really incredible story. Unless you're illiterate, in Maybe. which case you should go listen to it. But either way, <laughs> you should be informed. Well, you just listen to it here. Um, Portions <laughs> of it. There's so much more. All right. Well, I mean, those are some big footsteps to follow in. I will just like to tell you that yeah. humbly. Here's a big whopper. Humbly in 1856, Cyrus Chambers Jr. patents the folding machine. Not for laundry. Not for laundry, unfortunately. That's the patriarchy for you because all it yeah. was folding was books and newspapers. Well, listen here, captain of doing stuff that ain't your job. This is the whole reason for procreation. Yes. Kids, it's their job to fold the laundry. Fold that laundry. If they, they get wear it wrong, most of the clothes here, spank so. their hands with a ruler and you make them miss <laughs> meals. Right, 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 right. Train them. Yes. 1916, Georgia Tech defeats Cumberland in the most lopsided contest in the history of U.S. college football. Why are you grinning? Because uh, what it, what happened to be the most lopsided? The score? Well, Cumberland scored zero, so mm. it's hard to win a game yeah. when you score no points. Georgia Tech scored 222 <laughs> points. That's not real. It is real. It is real. That's that's almost physically impossible in four quarters I'm of football. I'm going to make it more yeah. seemingly impossible because in today's day and age, high-scoring games yeah. are typically from offenses that throw the ball a lot. There were zero passes thrown in this oh my game. Gosh. They rushed for 978 yards. My guess is there had to have been a lot of turnovers. There had to have been a lot of field position problems. Did Cumberland even show up? Was there even anyone on the field? They may have all been... Whiskey bent and hellbound. I don't know. I guess. Did Cumberland close its doors as a university after this? I feel like they changed to become an all-women's college okay. right before the game. Oh, right. And so there was some physical mismatch yes. that occurred. This isn't a slam against women. It's biology. <laughs> no, I don't know. I 222 to zero is uh, staggering. It's, it's yeah. 
If you did that, if yeah. you were capable of that and did that in today's day and age, you would be shunned by the entirety of the coaching community. Yeah. It's asinine. Because that's obviously running up the score. I mean, that's right. like the definition right. of running up the score. But let me ask you this. In the context of like a normal game, but it's getting pretty lopsided, at what point is it considered running up the score? Is it like um, if you're like 20 points ahead and you just no. keep scoring? Or No, because there's there's been a million studies done on how do you know you've got the game won. Okay. And even in the fourth quarter, um, it's not until you are up by – 28 points with a certain amount of time left that you can begin to feel comfortable. Okay. So it's not that tight. It typically has to be kind of a combination of your opponent is more or less unable to score. Okay. And then you begin to hit the high 50s, low 60s in points at that. Already at that point, you've put in your second team, your third team, your Scout. Equipment staff, uh, boosters. You've, you're playing <laughs> anybody else. You're you're starting to try to have some mercy, mm -hmm. um, and it does come to a point. This happened between Texas and OU a handful of years ago, where OU, I think it was roughly midway through the fourth quarter, started taking a knee mm -hmm. because even their backup to the backup to the backup was still threatening to score. Yeah. Um, which that's humiliating in and of itself, but at least it's only humiliating for a week or two. Right. And then after that, it's just the score that's preserved forever in history and not yeah. not the memory of, yeah, you're so bad, we're going to line up backwards and tackle ourselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, in 1959, the birth of a man known around the world, Simon Cowell, English television personality, Hostile. Yes. He's definitely Severin Snape's cousin. Severus Snape. Severus Snape. See, I'm not a <clears throat> I'm not a real Potter aficionado. Potter Potter aficionado. Potter aficionado something. There we go. Good. Yes. I can see Simon Cowell as a Slytherin for sure. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think Snape barely beat him out. Yeah. For that role. The Snape. What's the guy's name? Alan Rickman? Yes. Man, I remembered a name. You did it. Woo! You win today. I did. Let's let's stop now. <laughs> stop the podcast yeah. forever. Yeah, got a showmanship. The end on top. That's right. Um, I'm retiring from the podcast. I'm going to go replace Michael Jordan in the NBA. <laughs> He's going to now come and be a podcast. He'll probably be better than I am. Uh, it's probably a given. Um. Okay, I can't even see the screen because I got tears in my eyes because I was laughing. Um, Simon Cowell, hope he is continuing to recover from his recent unfortunate accident with his electric bike. Electric bike in the Malibu yard. Yes. Yep. That happened. Broke his back. Yeah. But he's, yeah. He's on the mend. He's on the mend. Hopefully. Um, 1959. This is going to be an example of, like, yeah, I learned this when I was... 45 years old today, however that phrase <laughs> goes. Today years old. Today years old, yeah, and I am 45. So that, those things. Start over. Oh, you screwed it up. See, I told you we should have quit right after the other thing. After you remember Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Blew it! Uh, 1959, like none of that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, the USSR's Luna 3 space probe captures 
the first ever picture of the far side of the moon. Now, I've heard of the far side of the moon. Yeah. I've heard of Pink Floyd's album yeah. called The Dark Side of the Moon. Right, 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 right. But I had to humbly admit as I was looking at this and thinking, what is that? Do you know what this is? I mean, like my only guess could be is like it's the farthest side of the moon from the planet Earth. Okay. Right. But does the moon just sit out there like a motionless rock? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you well, tell me. These, this is what. And so, yes, I I took one for the team here. You did and I, good. I went and did just a quick look like. And I typed in, what the hell? And I got an answer. A lot of answers, actually. That's a very broad search term. And some of them were less than appropriate. Uh -huh. Yes. Now, here's the thing. So I, to have gravity, yeah. it has to be spinning. And I knew that. Okay. Which then was like, but how in the world could there be yeah, a, far side. A, a far side always, right? Yeah. Well, magically... The moon does spin on its axis. It is very slow. Okay. It takes 27.3 days to complete one rotation, and that is the exact time period that it takes for the moon to orbit the Earth. And so these things coincide, which means the same side of the moon, the near side, is always facing Earth. Really? Now? Yeah. Fascinating, right? So, score one point for the flat Earthers, because they have a whole explanation for this that makes a hell of a lot more sense than that. <laughs> I'm glad they do because I still don't really understand. So if it weren't spinning, as yeah. it, and I'm holding my hands up like people listening can understand that. That's okay. I, as I it moved around, this. a different face would be towards the earth as it moved around. Right. But if it's rotating at just the right speed as it moves around the earth, then the same face of the moon will be towards the earth at all times. Okay. And I'm just going to trust you. It's, it makes sense. I got to watch sense. some computer animation. The Flat Earther stuff makes more sense, but this makes sense. Okay. And then it would also be recognized that the far side of the moon is far more beat up and crater impacted mm. as though it is the side that shields us from <gasps> crap that could be hitting the Earth. Okay. Almost like there was So a... long as it comes from the direction that the moon is in, yeah. we're okay-ish. Okay. Does the moon... I'm asking you like you're a space. I'm physicist. a moonologist. <laughs> In my free time, I explore the moon. Well, I know you don't maybe know the answer to this off the top of your head. Okay. Does the moon maybe sort of even like magnetically attract space debris and things to it to it, protect? It's small Earth? degree. It, it has a, a gravitational field of its own. And okay. some people theorize that that is, in fact, what impacts ocean tides and okay. things like that as well. I don't know. I've, I've only skimmed that part of the science. You're early into your moonology degree. Yes. Work. Yes, I'm still a noobling. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, this one is fascinating. And I didn't believe it at first. I still struggle to believe this and comprehend this. In 1965, as a junior in high school, Charles Linster sets a world record by completing 6,006 consecutive push-ups. That actually seems inhuman. It does seem inhuman. I would struggle to knock out 20 or 30, I'm sure. I, I genuinely, Kyle, I cannot do one at full, my, full, what's it called? Like full out yeah, push-up? Full, yeah. I yeah. can do one 
a couple of ladies style. <clears throat> I think at my peak I could do 50, 60 maybe. Okay. And so 6,006. This is actually beyond just the amazingness of that. This whole thing is, is an stellar story. Okay. And, and you should, everyone should go read about this. Um, his record setting event was part of his high school's fitness test. And he'd been, it wasn't like he just showed up one day and did well, six hours. Like, He's yeah. a freak of nature. No, of course. He'd long been fascinated with how many push-ups he could do. Okay. And doing, you know, more and more every day. And so as he approached this test, he had said in mind, he knew if he did 6,006, yeah. that it would be a record. Mm -hmm. And he had organized things with his PE instructor uh, so that rather than be stuck in the confines of this single class hour in the middle of the day, they moved the test to end of day. Okay. And I cannot recall, I believe it was in excess of three hours. It may have even been in excess of four hours constant that he's there doing push-ups. As the, as the story goes, at least told by him, that as they neared this 6,006 mark, the instructor was like, okay, hey, once you get there, yeah, we're going to cut it off. Right. And he was, he begged, like, as he's doing push-ups, he begged for the last 50. Yeah. Now, let me, let me keep going. And I have a feeling the instructor just wanted to go home, right? Yeah. But uh, the instructor claimed, you know, hey, we don't know what this is doing to you physically, all of that. So I'll let you get your record. But if you try to go beyond that, I'm going to sit on your back. Oh. It's, it's not going to happen. You're going to be done. Yeah. So he does, and he accomplishes it. Um, as this is the end of his junior year. So then as Christmas of the following year draws near, uh, you know, he's still fixated with this and what he might be able to do to out accomplish himself. He's <clears throat> planning on out doing this prior record. He's done all kinds of research. He's going to have a doctor present just to appease everyone, all yeah. these things. And uh, he's on the gymnastics team at his high school. He has during practice an accident breaks his neck, and is paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. That's tragic. Yes. Um, and, and though he'd never be able to pursue push-ups again, yeah. it wasn't, this wasn't the end of his life. There was some recovery to a degree. He ended up attending college. He got married. He had, I believe, at least two children. Okay. And at the website recordholders.org, you can read an article that he wrote titled Ulysses yield. Okay. And this is a story. It details a lot of, of what we've covered here, but it goes into, into further detail. This is a story about a conversation that he had with one of these daughters mm. who'd been assigned to read Ulysses. Okay. Right. And he, he begins by telling her that this, that she didn't want to read, that this story was what made him capable and able to accomplish a world record. Wow. And it's a very moving, very meaningful story. You'll probably cry a little bit. I'm crying. You read it. thinking about you it. You should read it. Recordholders.org, Ulysses Yield. Okay. That sounds really powerful. Yeah, it was good. I didn't expect, I just thought it was going to be nah, some freak with robot arms or something, but it's a, it's a great story. <laughs> okay. No, no offense if you have robot arms, Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that just, yes, that was funny. I mean, truly. I've recently been accused of being a bot myself. So <laughs> let's not get all bunched up in the undergarments. 
think I think he held. Uh, and by the way, well, now I'll let you read that part and figure it out. But okay. I think he held the record for a little over a decade. Well, my gosh, I hope it so. Was, I can't believe it was it passed. Now, other stuff that I read around this, uh, he he did spend many years writing to and pleading with Guinness because the records now uh, in the in the book no longer account for. Uh, continuous. Oh, you're kidding. Now it's how many done in a 24-hour period. You can take as many breaks oh. as you want, as long as you want all that stuff, just okay. inside of 24 hours. That's what America has come to well, in the world. I don't believe Guinness is from America. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very American of, of me to presume that they right. are. <laughs> we were too busy drinking ice cream crappuccinos over here to be bothered with physical fitness. Wait, was this guy in America, though? Yes, the American. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, yes. Oh my yes. goodness! Whoo! That was that was a whole journey. It was. All right. Well, in 1968, the Motion Picture Association of America, also known as the MPAA, okay, those in the industry. For those of us in the industry, they adopted finally a film rating system so that parents could know what they're about to. Listen. Is that why? children be unleashed to watch. I'm pretty sure. They established the range G mm -hmm. all the way through X. I'm guessing that it was towards the latter end that they were focused ah, okay. so that frustrated pornography consumers didn't walk away with something PG like, I was looking for the hardcore. What's this garbage? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's a whole path. There if I can't get thrown in jail for this, I'm not even interested. <laughs> Especially in 1968. I'll tell so, you what, the uh, folks of the 60s were a lot freakier than you probably give credit to. It was, in fact, their children who mm -hmm. were the children of the 70s, mm -hmm. the free love movement. Yes. So the rating system, G being general audience, PG parental guidance, mm -hmm. PG-13. I don't think they had that yet. Okay. I don't remember when the numbers PG-13, NC-17, I don't remember when those were introduced, but I don't feel like they were originally there. Okay. R, restricted. Yeah, X. Yeah. And then, of course, you can get all the way up to that triple X. Triple X. <laughs> um, Which is also a movie with Vin Diesel, but it's not... Triple X rated. It's not actual pornography. Right. Um, talk about walking away disappointed. Right? I mean. What's this crap? Everybody's fully clothed. <laughs> now, what's funny to me about the 
when you get to PG-13 is it's like such an arbitrary line of demarcation. Like 13-year-olds can handle it, but under 13, no. It's so arbitrary, but my parents took it to be the holy gospel. Yes. And so up until that point, it was not going to happen. I was foreboden to enjoy any PG-13 entertainment. And it's it's a subjective, as I understand it, it's a subjective categorization anyway. Mm. It's a cumulative mm-hmm. opinion of some group yeah. rather than absolutes out there. Yeah. Like, again, nudity, if it's done artistically mm-hmm. versus whatever, it's like, well, you know, come on. Yeah. Because it's also beholden to who's viewing it. Right. Um, I, as a child, probably, anybody as a child, I hate to just like point myself out as the only one. I'm supposing any child could walk into a museum of fine art and stand for hours staring at nudity and And be accomplishing a very different thing than art. Yes. (laughs) Perhaps science instead. Biology. Biology. Oh, better stick to to moonology just to keep it all clean. Although there is a dark side to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a dad joke. Was, yes, and I involved outer space. Good. Um, in 1982, the musical Cats opens on Broadway. Did you ever see it? I have not seen the uh, theater or the recent travesty of a film version of it. I do know a lot of the songs because when I was... Have I ever told you this? When I was like in 8th, ninth, 10th grade, I... You were kidnapped by thespians? <laughs> I wanted to be. I would have been happy to have been. I Unfortunately, it was at Cumberland College and you got <laughs> routed by 220-some-odd points. Yes. Never to be in a theater performance again. Never again. I, they closed their doors after that. No, I Maybe got... Maybe that's what happened. Maybe it was the thespian club that, that was, was pretending to be a football the team. Well, they were going to act out <laughs> what a college football team might do. Um, no, listen, I got what the kids today might call high key obsessed oh. with Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I had a, a numerous collection of CDs from his various Broadway shows. And so, though I never, I've never seen the stage production of Fan of the Opera, for example, I've never seen Cats. You can play the whole musical yes. score on a harmonica. I actually probably could. Or a it. Maybe. Those are easier than a harmonica. Okay. I will bear that in mind should I take up that challenge. But Cats ran for a total of 7,485 performances, ending its run on September 10th of 2000. Interesting. Would you like to know my redneck history with Cats? Cats the musical? Maybe. Sure. Yeah, not like random barn cats that we <laughs> threw firecrackers at. Nope, that did not happen. That did not happen. No. Nope. We did lose a few to wild animals. Well, that does happen. That happens a lot. Yeah. It wasn't intentional. No. It's different. No, so <clears throat> up the road a piece mm-hmm. from where we lived was Stillwater, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. home of Oklahoma State University. Yep. It's still there. It's still there. Both things. Uh yeah, still water in the school. Yep. So far, they've not been beaten by 220-some-odd points. They've come close. No, I'm just kidding. There have been some down years <laughs> along the way. Now, small town that we lived in, we had to go somewhere if we wanted to do meaningful shopping. Sure. 
Stillwater was one of the places within the circumference of where we would go. Mm-hmm. My mother, like many mothers, I'm sure, like many of us still, had a handful of the bestest of most favorite stores. Oh, yes. And there was a women's designer store mm. in Stillwater Fancy. called Cats. Oh. K-A-T-Z, oh, I believe. Oh, yes. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. And this was the only Cats I was familiar with. and. <laughs> I can remember some, uh, just vaguely, some weird instance where somebody mentioned something about Cats, the musical. And all I knew, Cats, was the story. It was really confusing to me. I I couldn't get it. I didn't understand. Yep. Got lost in the translation from, yep. uh, yeah, that's funny. So there's that. Um, 1996. Bruce Springsteen, the boss. The boss. He sold out an acoustic show in a grand total of eight minutes. Dang, now. Now, I don't suppose he personally was selling the tickets. It was well, like a mad rush around the feet of Springsteen as he threw tickets and tried to run to save his soul. If it was a, let's, let's be realistic, though. If it was a solo acoustic show, you have to think it's probably in a smaller venue. I don't know. It's not like in... Big name, big big stadium. I don't know any names. Who knows? In the parking lot of the Milwaukee Brewery. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know that there's ever been, or that there ever will be, a concert there, acoustic or otherwise. Springsteen or otherwise. <laughs> I, yeah, or Bruce for that for that matter. Yeah. He is the boss. He What's... could have gotten confused. They were confused. They thought he was the boss at the brewery, <laughs> and they weren't actually there for the tickets. They were actually trying to protest for a pay raise. What's your favorite? They were paid with delightful music. What a treat. <laughs> this is going so far. <laughs> there is. Um, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? Um, Born in the USA. Okay, my Born to Run. I hate that one. I love it. You would. I'm going to go listen to it immediately. With after. headphones. <laughs> Alexa! Yeah. Yeah, that's my move. You can't do that. I know. Um, whew. 2003. Um, governor Gray Davis, the governor of California, becomes the second governor in the history of the United States to be recalled. Now, yeah. this this bothered me because you didn't do a side it's gig a on re- this one. It's a recall election even. It wasn't just oh. like... A consensus opinion. Now, they actually went and voted to get him out of there. They had to get to the polls. Mm-hmm. Not the chopper. No, they, not the Well, they used the chopper <laughs> to get to the polls. Yes. Yeah. They got to the polls. They voted to recall their governor, Gray Davis. Now, I would like for everyone to know this little bit of trivia. The first governor in U.S. history to be recalled was in 1921, Governor Lynn Frazier of North Dakota. North Dakota. What do you have to do? That's exactly what I was going to ask. To mess up. Yeah. I can understand California is so big and diverse. Yes. I would have to assume that at least 49% of the people hate you all the time. It probably sounds right. Yeah. But North Dakota, I mean, they seem like a pretty... uh, impassive people, like pretty accepting of their lot in life. Yeah. Yeah, their own self-imposed Siberia. No, it's friendly, not that bad. No, but, you know, friendly people. You had a friend, a colleague who yeah. was in Fargo, I think. Yep, South another, Dakota. 
Fargo is North Dakota. North Dakota? Yeah. Was he in Fargo then? I thought he was a South Dakota guy. Well, I, I mean, don't know. He was a Dakotan. They're definitely two different states. They are. They are. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. trying to marry the two. Yeah. They're not enemies though. No. Anyway. The dog is. The dog is. An enemy of. So bored with our, our show. US history. Discussion. Um, so anyway, Gray Davis. Yeah. Recalled. Do you know why? Um, the people were unhappy. I feel like it had to do with the, this seems like this was a time where there were a lot of rolling blackouts and brownouts and electricity. It was budget ultimately. Okay. So now, many. Undoubtedly there were other contributing factors. There always are. Yeah. Uh, and it may have been a deal where they actually weren't that mad about the budget, but that was the thing that they could ring him up on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, perhaps a California awesome will chime in and that. tell us that this is all made up anyway. I don't know. Well, maybe so. No, it's true. You know why? I do know why. Why? He's ultimately replaced by the governator. The governor. Arnold's Get to the capital. I, and this is a true story, I have a friend, a, a close friend, who worked on the Schwarzenegger campaign. Hmm. She has some things to tell about that time of her life. I'm sure. Hopefully... None of them that sneak past PG rated on the... Oh, yeah, they do. MPAA, is that what it was? It's they even passed PG-13. Okay. So Wow. Yeah. My word. Well, it's time. It is time to whirl. Whirl. Well, I have one watch. Did, I, I feel like we should say whirl and watch, read, listen, lifestyle every time, because what if you're So long new? as you say lifestyle. Okay. I like it as two words. All right. Watch, read, listen, life. Style. Okay. Yeah. You, you said that. It. You said that, and then I said, rrr, 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 and then you started climbing my tree about it. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that phrase Francie. Come on. Um, do what? I don't know. Let's do it. Let's whirl. I'm more interested in arguing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching a new show. We had a small debate about the name of it. I'm not fantastic with show names. And for the record, Meg was right, and I was not, and that's okay. Yeah, it, it did happen. It's okay for you to be right sometimes. <laughs> um, Ratchet. Yes. Which is not a bad show. I'm a little bit torn, though. Okay. I'm typically not a fan of things that paint any religious group in a bad light. Okay. Um, and I draw the line at what I would consider to be legitimate religions, mm -hmm. not the weird culty things that okay. go on. That I'm fine. Like Crap all over those. The order of the solar blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I don't trust that other people would be mature enough because many aren't. Mm -hmm. Not that it's a majority. Many aren't mature enough to look and realize that, hey, a a religious institution it's it's run by humans right. that are not perfect right and so often things will identify highlight celebrate failures of humans within the organization and then try to drag down the entirety of the organization with it if not the entirety of christianity or the entirety of religion right um and I don't, I don't care for that. I think that's pretty small-minded by the critics. And, and also so, kind of lazy. Yeah, very lazy. Very irresponsible. Yeah. <clears throat> and it does a little of that. It's not like the main focus of the show, but it does a little of that. Mm -hmm. And that bothers me a little bit. But mm -hmm. the 
the story itself is interesting. Um, I've not watched enough to give a recap. I don't think probably people want that anyway on this. I think if you're interested, you should watch it. It's got a little bit of psychological creepiness right. to it. Yeah. So if that's your thing, you'll enjoy it. Stars Sarah Paulson. It's on Netflix. She, I, she is stellar. Is she really? Mm -hmm. She's a very gifted actress. Um, she creeps me right out. Really? She does a good job acting. Maybe she's creepy in her life. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, she played in the um, OJ uh, series. Okay. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes. It's been she, so long, though. I, I didn't recall a lot of that. She played Marsha Clark in that. <clears throat> that's just how talent. That's her range okay. of ability. Anyway, when you turned it on, I was like, I'm going to read my sweet little book and go to sleep because this is not my style yeah. of show. AKA, I'm going to fall asleep holding my iPhone. It happens every night. It does. <laughs> I know you're asleep when I hear the phone bounce off the floor. That is literally what happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, reading-wise, please take up our encouragement. Go read about the Battle of Lepanto, L-E-P-A-N-T-O, Lepanto. Yes. Good stuff. Also, go to recordholders.org, search for Ulysses Yield, and read about the guy's name who I already forgot, Charles Linster. There he is. Read the, read the story about his exchange with his daughter. It's pretty cool. Okay. If you want to listen, do like I'm going to. Go turn on Bruce Springsteen, singing Born to Run. If you do that, you may not have an awesome today. <laughs> That's a general you, a cumulative you, not just Meg. It's not just a threat towards me. You no, know, it's not a threat. Um, lifestyle, drink a frappe. I mean, yeah. Even if you're going to do the sorry American way with ice cream. Yeah. Have one. Have one. It's, I mean, it's National Frappe Day. Yeah, do it. Stop talking about it. Do it. <laughs> Drive yourself to McDonald's. They'll make you one. Oh, Jiminy. It will have. You can use your... Senior citizen's card and yeah. get you one. It will have a not small amount of sugar in it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of sugar and not eating it, um, you recently have talked a lot about Dr. Paul Saldino yes. and some of the nutrition information he's given, mm -hmm. some guidance that he's given that was really impactful to you. Yeah. One of the things that we've deliberated as we've done our elimination diet that's really focused on meat and eggs is, is what they eat on the far side of the moon. <laughs> that too. And how do we make sure we're getting enough things like calcium? Mm -hmm. Well, you, I think it was Dr. Saladino, Saladino, you heard say this, maybe it was a different doctor. Somebody on one of your nutrition podcasts mm -hmm. was talking about maybe, maybe check out some sardines. Less for calcium than for omega-3s. Maybe. But... There is good calcium. That's great to say. Perhaps that is the case, but I'll tell you what. In one serving of sardines is 22% of your daily calcium intake. And, and, and this is where I find so much of his information avail uh, available. Yes, I find all of his information <laughs> available. Thank you for playing. <laughs> I find it valuable is while certainly, you know, we have been all educated. Well, milk, milk has calcium and broccoli and all of this what he would go further to show through the sciences mm -hmm. is that these would have a far higher degree of bioavailable, meaning what you actually use out of what you've eaten and that milk and broccoli actually aren't that fantastic because so much of the calcium in there is not actually bioavailable. Interesting. Yes. That reminds me, this is not for uh, the awesome, but it reminds me I wanted to talk to you later about a calcium thing. 
it has to do with bioavailability. But while we're here, yes, I purchased from the Whole Foods some sardines. Sardines. Yeah. That is a deep cut <laughs> to fans of the burbs, of which yes. there's just a handful of us. Fantastic scene where one of the Clopex offers sardines to Tom Hanks. He tries to eat it on a pretzel. The whole, it's the solid fish sardine, and he goes through a coughing fit that's fantastic. Yes. You should also watch the burbs. Throw you that should back watch the burbs anytime, <clears throat> anyplace. It's great in October. It's a, a silly, spooky movie. Yeah. Um, but so... I got I got some sardines from Whole Foods. I got some packed in olive oil and some in spring water. I had for myself for lunch today a tin of sardines. Mm-hmm. And I am here to tell you what, insanely, there's like two pretty big chunks of, of sardines. So you open the tin and it's like there's, there's fish in there. They're whole, no heads. Right. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But I made myself taste, take one bite and I was like, it's fishy, but it's not bad. So I ended up eating the whole tin. I think there's two servings per tin. And I mean, they're little, you know, they're tiny little fish. Hey, you do what you got to do for you. Your face indicated uh, shock and dismay that I ate the whole tin. I enjoy making responses to you that may or may not be appropriate. Okay. Um, I am so full from that one little tin of sardines. I guess we know now. When the zombie apocalypse finally hits, which yes. could be any day, yeah. um, we should have our atomic bomb shelter stocked with sardines. The good thing about sardines is they're not terribly expensive. And with, again, Whole Foods has the kind that are the wild sardine. Well, you want to know the awesome thing about sardines, period? Let's hear it. Or one of them, because there are several. Um, with this necessity to get good omega-3 fats mm-hmm. into your diet... The ongoing concern is, is this wild caught? Is this farm raised? Because the farm raised stuff is worse than the most terrible hot dog you've ever, bad, bad bad stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, sardines are so small, there is no meaningful way to farm them. Okay. And so all sardines, in theory, are wild caught. Yeah. So you know you're getting... Something that has not grown up in the poo of other fishes, at least not in concentration. Obviously, the ocean is full of all the poo. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just dispersed. Yes, across the vastness. And that's that's why that's one of the major reasons why that the recommendation of sardines was made beyond the health. Other stuff is that you don't have to worry about this other part. That makes sense. It totally does. Anyway, I found them to be enjoyable. I'm curious if you're going to eat any sardines. I will try. The last experience I had with sardines was a long time ago, fifth grade. Oh, dang. Okay. One, of, uh, one of my friends showed up with a can, the old rollback metal mm-hmm. tin oh, lid yeah, 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 yeah. can of sardines. And I tried one there. And it wasn't that they tasted bad so much as that my mouth smelled like butthole for the remainder of the day. And I did not care for that. I would like for everyone to know that I told Kyle before we recorded that I had sardines for lunch and he instructed me to brush my teeth before we recorded. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know the, the connection to that yes. story. Um, I, I will, have a little bit of PTSD over that. It makes sense. I will be curious if you will enjoy them because I know that you are generally um, off-put by fishiness. It's true. 
So I don't know if you'll like it, but hey, I do. So we'll see. That. We'll see. I don't think I would have one with a frappe. No, that's especially sounds an ice cream frappe. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds even worse. Yep. I hate it. Okay. That would not be awesome today, any day. That's right. Okay. That is all the things. All the things. Okay. Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Kyle sometimes makes mistakes. Some experts believe that he does so on purpose, allowing less perfect people to feel better about themselves. That is truly noble. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.